Welcome to Highly Political, a podcast where two passionate ladies smoke weed, talk politics, laugh, and sometimes cry. With special guests from the world of comedy, cannabis, and politics. We haven't worked on Capitol Hill, but that's okay. We're paying attention, and so should you. We want you to be informed, like little democracy angels. So pack your bowl, grab some snacks, and let's get into it. And remember, when they go low, we get high. Today I'm smoking whatever bullshit I've got lying around the house, so I'm enjoying, you guessed it, some white fire. And I'm smoking the ever-popular Northern Lights. With earthy tones and a hint of citrus, this renowned indica relaxes and uplifts. Even though we're all inside for the foreseeable future, and it's feeling like our president doesn't care about us. It's our 420 episode, and we celebrate a year of highly political with friend of the pod, Sarah Afkami. A comedy writer and stand-up comedian who has interned on Capitol Hill, We are unbelievably excited to have her. Congrats on one year, Sammy. You too. Hopefully many more to come. All right, T, light it up. So excited to have you with us here today, Sarah. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Me too. Sarah is one of my closest LA friends. She is a very, very talented writer, a hilarious stand-up comedian, and all-around sweetie. Oh. Sam's the sweetheart, seriously. Well, you know, we go back and forth. (laughs) Um, And we're so happy to have you here. And, um, you know, know, welcome to the 420 episode. This is like about our year anniversary-ish, right? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're on a very important episode. Yeah, I mean, because... The anniversary. Yeah. What are we going to say? So yeah, just a year ago is when we first started trying to figure out how to do this shit and had a lot of fuck ups along the way. Oh, but so many. Like, We're continually fucking up. Yeah, but I think <laughs> we got dialed down a little bit more. The tech, you know, GarageBand tried to fuck with me last week or last episode when I was editing. Um, but I kind of fucked myself because I was like, wow, this is going to probably be the easiest episode I've ever had to edit. And then <laughs> 25 hours later. Yeah. I, had, I did nothing to help you. So I just want to thank you. For that. I did not a goddamn thing. I was like, do you want me to troubleshoot? I'll look up some. <laughs> I was like, so, I have Google Tech. Tech. <laughs> um, I was like, I could send you something tomorrow. <laughs> uh, I asked my friend Chris, who was on the podcast before for some help. And uh, recently he lives really close to me and he was asking me like, so are you, are you hanging out with people? Like none of my friends want to hang out. And I told him like, to be honest with you, like um, I'm really trying to take self-quarantine really seriously. Um, specifically now that I'm laid off and don't have health insurance, I really ain't trying to get sick. And I guess like I made him really concerned and he like reached out to one of our other friends and be like, have you talked to Tiana? Is she okay? She oh. said she doesn't have health insurance. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Chris, me and millions of Americans. Yeah. <laughs> Not a common here. <laughs> I know. There's a lot of that, like, hey, how are you holding up? Like, it's so dramatic. It's like, I'm chilling. I, I guess I was already, like, a caveman because it's <laughs> – like, I, there are things I miss, but, like, I'm definitely not having any kind of existential crisis. You know right. what I mean? Mm, I have. I, yeah. I mean, I well, I also have a disdain for society. I should just say that out loud. Right, like, right. most of the systems and institutions, I think, are just absurd. Like, you know, I've been trying to make it funny for years. Um, this is why you don't know my stand-up. <laughs> it's more of like a lecture. But, like, the fact that we give federal subsidies to erect arenas like like oh stadiums God. yeah it's such nonsense to me i'm like we're like 
totally supporting these stupid hobbies that are brain dead, like brain numbing, idiotic hobbies. It's so well, I kind of do, you know, all these panic porn, as Bill Maher says, those headlines that are like, things will never be the same. I'm like, I certainly hope not. Well, yeah, yeah. I think it'll be a waste of fucking time if we just go back to normal. Exactly. Like learning exactly. nothing from this. You know? And right. My neighbor asked me yesterday, like, you know, like, what's your plan when this is all over? Like, in a, like, kind of work, like, way or how can I want to see myself in that? And I was like, yeah, honestly, I'm not really concerned about that. Like, I'm more concerned about just how I come out of this and how it changes the way like I view life or interact with people or what I now realize is important to me. Um, and like more sense of community and like, you know, how you aren't just an only person on an island, you know, we all really affect one another. And I think, I hope more people will kind of walk out of this about that instead of being like the cog and the capitalistic machine and like, what is my, my value for how much I earn? You know? Right. Absolutely. I mean, it's so funny because I, I am a hundred percent with you um, intellectually, and like I know you're right on every. I'm like, damn, she's making amazing points. Then that last thing you said, I I can't get past that. Like, if my mood is affected by how much I make. Like, if I get extra money in the mail, I am like ecstatic. Like, my morale and money are so tied together. I know they shouldn't be. No, I, I think it's fair to have like to get happy and excited about having more money, um, especially in the society and the world that we live in. It's like we'd be done to pretend like it doesn't matter. But I think so much of like and this maybe we can get into some of the dumb people who have been protesting recently, like so much focus on the economy and like get people back to work. And like for me, I just feel like they're talking about like low income workers like get the people back to work who work for me so like I can carry on with my life but they don't have the foresight either to like okay you let everybody go back to work when we don't have the we, we haven't flattened the curve we haven't had testing and then all these people fucking die and it makes the economy way way worse we'd really go into like turmoil and right it's just I I agree with you too. So like, I would like things to open up for money purposes as well. But at the same time, you know, like the, it's the foresight that they're not seeing like these pro the protesters and even like, in Trump himself when he says he wants to liberate states. Well, it's, uh, I, I mean, if we could get to a place where like freedom and money aren't intertwined, like if we could all just mm -hmm. exist, but that will plus the fact that like, I mean, whatever we are in a debt-based society right i mean what do you expect i just toked but like like we're in trillions of dollars of debt and we just keep printing out more money it's like at some point there is a chance i don't know if you guys are familiar with the weimar republic like germany pre-hitler yes in between the world wars or whatever like or was it before world war one in between the two yeah yeah mm -hmm. so like there are pictures of of people um having wheelbarrows of paper money that they're burning oh, yes. because the wood was more valuable than the paper money, hyperinflation. And it's like, I, I don't know. I mean, are there, is there a chance of run on a uh, run on the banks or like, like people realizing that like our currency is actually, just, it's like just a social contract. Right. Right. It's an idea. It's, it's just an idea. Yeah. Like we decide tomorrow that shells are the new dollars. Right. Here, Sam, here's five shells. Thanks for the carrots. You know what I mean? Like, that's all it is. Right. <laughs> so, like, it just I happened to have some shells. So. It's like it's like that scene in fucking Hook when they're eating, like, 
Southern East Yeah, and they're like, mm. Robin Williams at first is like, what the fuck? And then all of a sudden he gets like ice cream on the face. Like, oh shit. <laughs> like, we can make this work. Except fuck? like in reality, it's not funny. It's so devastating. Yeah. Okay. You just saw people eating steam pretending it was food in real life. I mean, Gianna, can I just tell you that like when you make a great point, I'm just going to like do this thing we do in Israel that like I snap like a like, shh, shh, like that's like when I'm like, damn, like mind blown. This is my mind blown. It's like, Gianna is also, the hope was amazing. She's the metaphor and analogy master. I you do know, like a good analogy. Don't tell anybody else this, guys and listeners, but I will listen to Louis C.K.'s, uh, I, I bought it. I'm sorry, I had you to. bought it? I'm sorry, I'm a curious I saw cat. some of it, so. Plus, it's I like, it. people have done a lot worse. I don't know, I'm sorry. Yo, no, I watched like 15 On minutes of On the spectrum of, of people doing wrong, anyway, but he's really good with metaphors and those similes, and so that is gold mm. for, for the stand-up. So you should get back into it. I think I'm I think it's important one thing you did say, Sarah, about how uh, money and freedom are so intertwined that, you know, like people say, like money doesn't buy you happiness, but it gives you so many more options and right. so many more. Uh, uh, it just gives you something to step step on. You can go to better schools you can get tutors. You know, you're not fucking exhausted when you go to class because you had to work all night, you know, to pay for your tuition and small things like that. You have better relationships with your family because you see them more and you, when you are together you can do things and be more mindful because you're not stuck in traffic for three hours to go to your like minimum wage job right i mean in this society exactly in this yeah. society we can't exist without these little pieces of money like hopefully that's what we all snap out of yeah and we don't even see money anymore hardly i fucking just go on to a website and there's just some numbers <laughs> that say i have this much exactly, exactly. and if you and if you were like a brilliant hacker you could manipulate that yeah. and have be a millionaire like right. if mine bitcoin i mean yeah. that's why crypto crypto is fascinating i mean all of it's just fascinating if we could just get to a new place with it all there's no doubt like to me i bet that like the people that are terrified of it is the one percent because the one percent is who's you know benefiting off this like economy right. economy of, right of, yeah this like fake existence that we've all bought into for so long that's why i'm not buying the conspiracy theory going around that like the one percent wants this to happen and is like helping with like the virus being actually mined and made in a lab and it's like no like they care about money they're greedy people so if we have no money or economy they're going to be just as fucked as we are they're going to be just as confused because they control yeah our sweat goes to yeah i wish i wish somebody sent me this clip i can't remember what news uh outlet it was but it was uh, an economist who was basically talking about like let these big corporations fail because the ones who really lose the money are the all the people at the top and the hedge fund guys and and the reporter kept being like well you think it's okay that some people have to lose money and the guy's like yeah like the billionaire families and you know yeah, it's I saw like that clip He's like, it's not the workers who are really going to get, he's like, well, some of the workers may own some of the companies. Like what? 1%? <laughs> like the hoarders, like, compound interest. It like the, systemically everything is, it's all an instrument to, to have our energy be usurped upwards. You know, it's like mm-hmm. so clear. I mean, compound interest, it, it should be criminal. Like the level of interest that's charged on us when, Banks can lend out more than more wealth than they have. Like that's what fractional reserve banking is. They can lend out way more than they actually have. It's insane. That's why uh, Swiss Bank and the Trump um, 
the Trump corporation or whatever, they, like that's why they got in trouble because they were doling out Trump money that they didn't have because it was a, a advantageous partnership. And I mean, not that that even matters anymore, but they are still being investigated and they're, they're going to be punished, but it's not, the punishment's not nearly enough for the actual crime. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, but it's also like, so there's so much that is legal that like all these loopholes, like the right. whole, it's all rigged. It's all like, it's, it's so just rigged. so obvious not to be Alex Jones about it with my tits hanging out. Cause I'm a third. <laughs> uh, I love a little thirsty Alex I, Jones. I just thought it was Alex Jones a little bra. I was like, <laughs> no, no. I mean, he's, yeah, you're, I mean, he's crazy, but you're making a point. He goes, he yeah, he thinks to them. I don't know who is and isn't a pedophile. I don't know why do all the conspiracies have to just like slam it down with the pedophilia. Like I, I'm, yeah. I'm there until like that last part. Like I'm like World Bank shady, IMF shady, like all these things. I'm and then they're like, all pedophiles. Yeah, and, like, and all <laughs> their true gold is fresh prostate. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Pedophilia, although a terrible and, and pro- mental health issue, I guess. Uh, still, in, if if every conspiracy theory turns that pedophile key, you're like, I don't know, I don't know. You had me, you had me up until lizard people are are all of our grandmas, but. And those narratives, like I get, I mean, look, I totally get those narratives. They're fun to explore, but like they get to a place where it's like I just feel powerless. I'm like, I'd rather just play. Like I've right. been. I've been seeing this time as a, like, I, I think I said this to Sam, it's like the cheesiest thing, but like, I'm pretending like it's a, a self, like, it's like, we're kind of being forced to be in a cocoon. So we have to like, just come out of here the best that we can be, whatever that means to us. Right. And for me, that's planking and, and like meal prepping and thinking and, you know, finishing some stuff, whatever artistic endeavors that I have, that'll hopefully make sense to fellow humans. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm totally with that. And I agree. Like, you know, I've been, I, the first couple of weeks of it, I was very stressed out, but now I'm trying, I'm working out more and doing those things and I'm actually feeling much better. Um, but I am like also extremely lucky to be able to work from home still. And my, and my, my boyfriend still is working and I'm happy that we get to take that time, but also like COVID-19 is affecting communities of color and communities like impoverished communities they're all dying at higher death rates oh i'm sorry yeah you're right i'm such a douche no no no, no. like no it's a no it's a valid point no it's a total valid point though it is because like i'm doing the same thing me you know hopefully this rent here's what i'm hoping will happen like the rent moratorium i'm hoping that'll become a whole new way of like talking about our relationship to space like Mm -hmm. like families should human beings should be allowed to exist on this earth. Right. Like, I don't think people should be punished. Like, I don't know. I Have you guys uh, seen those capsule hotels in Japan? Or like seen the idea? Oh, yeah. Them? Yes. I've had nightmares about those. I've, <laughs> I've, they've given me panic attack nightmares, but yes, I've seen them. <laughs> Why? They freak you out. Are you, claustroph- are you claustrophobic? I think I might be claustrophobic. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have nightmares about? Yeah, I read nightmares about. I read an article about the capsule hotels and then I had a fucking nightmare that night about being stuck in a capsule hotel. Oh my God. <laughs> Can I tell you guys, I took a nap yesterday. I was really excited. I took a nap. Uh, I was listening to Gordon Ramsay's uh, masterclass and he was talking about the importance of uh, organizing your kitchen. 
Like just that you have to have everything ready so that, cause so, so many levels and stages of everything. It's, right. it's all about timing. And then in my nightmare, I, he was in my kitchen, like completely repulsed that I didn't have a clean spoon for him to use. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a tool for self-growth is like, how would Gordon Ramsay judge me right now? Oh my God. And Japan's yeah. like, Japan's like, how will this American sleep in our hotel? <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Okay. So, but me. Yeah. Maybe I'm claustrophobic, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, I can see that. It's also kind of like, know. makes you feel like you're in like a tomb or something, you know? That movie with Ryan Reynolds, it's like a remake. It's, there, he, he wakes up in a coffin and doesn't know how he got there. Oh my God. Oh, what is that? Uh, it's, I forget what it's called. I'll text you if I, or it might pop into my head, but it's a horror. I think if there were two, there's one original and a remake, I'm pretty sure. Ryan Reynolds was in it. Okay. And this, yeah, he he wakes up in a coffin like six feet underground and that's where the movie starts and i don't even i can't remember if it's actually buried? a good movie buried? yeah buried i don't know if it's a good movie that's the whole premise of the movie that's what that's the entire concept of the movie that's it that's the yeah, that's, that's literally the you just described the poster yeah <laughs> that's it that's the premise i feel like every exec was like i'm sold um but yeah i can't i can't remember if the movie is good or even effective but i am so terrified of it that i can't even i think about it and i can't even watch it <laughs> maybe maybe one sounds day. fucking terrible but yeah back well back. i may say the reason i brought him up i'm sorry to trigger you sam i know <laughs> it's Don't okay <laughs> <laughs> I was triggered, in fact. I didn't even realize it was coming, but it happened. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, how great would it be if we took these huge skyscrapers? Like, in 2008, the banks were supposed to go out of business. The big banks, the seven banks, that magically, whatever, they're FDIC insured, whatever the fuck that mm -hmm. means. We got more steam. <laughs> yeah, whatever that means. You could throw any four combination of words at me, and I'd be like, okay, cool, FDIC, yeah, uh-huh. Doesn't there's no gold, there's not millions right. no of gold anyway. So, uh, if they had just been put out of business and not deemed too big to fail, it, can you imagine if we converted those things to capsule hotels? And at the lobby, you know, we take the, the homeless people or the people who can't find a place to sleep and we shower them. And you know, they have little cubby holes for their oh, yeah. uh, belongings and then they're in robes. And then we send them up every to me. If I were to run for office, which apparently I want to, is, I would say, <laughs> Are you announcing right here? Anyway, on <laughs> <laughs> 2024. Okay. Why not? Uh, I will happily work on your campaign, girl. Yeah. Persian Texan, it's time to take, take the reins. Y'all. <laughs> Immediately, I make a gun, uh, yeah. gun gesture with my hands when I think of Texas. That's how it's. Fuck yeah! But I think every head deserves a pillow. To me, that everything else. Look, do I actually? And that's coming from a libertarian. I mean, it's true. I, I'm sorry, I'm a libertarian. I actually think it's had a huge bad impact on my career. Um, unfortunately, I just don't think the government's the answer. I, I care about my fellow man. I just don't trust the government. Mm -hmm. like, that's fair. My American government has never uh done anything to make me trust them and we call it uncle sam i mean it's a creepy creepy nickname okay not to get conspiracy theory but that's a pedophile right there right <laughs> uncle sam <laughs> <laughs> right, that's the root that's the origin story of all the pedophile narratives all the <laughs> 
<laughs> oh wait, who's everyone's favorite president in honor of 420 Day? Okay. Who's favorite president and why? Okay, you know what, Sarah? Despite him technically setting us to Vietnam, is LBJ. LBJ oh, is my LBJ? favorite president. Yeah, and he's fellow Texan. That is my um, second favorite. I do. I love him because his, you know, his work in civil rights, and I, I think that this is like kind of cowardice. People think like, you know. Um, oh yeah, of course, you're a white man. Like you need to take on the cause. Like you should take on the cause. And really at that time, yeah, he did have Mexican constituents, but still at that time, he didn't like have to push for it. And he did. Right. right. So even though he should have, and it was the right thing to do, and we shouldn't, ex we shouldn't congratulate people for just doing the right thing. I think at the time it was politically risky. Right. And he, um, you know, he moved, he moved uh, the dial a little bit in the right direction and it and continued the civil rights movement. I mean, despite the actual people on the ground, civil rights leaders actually doing it on the, to help to make that compromise get passed. It was through a white Texan. Right, right. It is, yeah. Um, to, think, to think what he overcame to, you know, I mean, I do think it, like we are brainwashed by our culture and our upbringing, so. Right. It is impressive to to overcome that. And he he was a teacher in. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, he. I think he started off, and he had a lot of Mexican students who he he saw that their lives were clearly different than the white suburban children. Too. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Before he, he ran for like he was like state. Then he I could think go yeah I, th I think so. It was uh I remember I went to the LBJ museum in oh, Austin. My yeah. friend was in a play that was like about the civil rights movement and LBJ and it talked about, they had like a scene where he was young teaching little Mexican kids. Wow. Um, That's so cool. Wow, you guys know your facts, your bio about LBJ. <laughs> and also in his museum, you could, uh, he recorded all of his phone conversations. So you could pick up the phone and I listened to a conversation with him and MLK and him and Jackie O. That's, yeah, that's so cool. awesome. Yeah. Wait, you talked to Jackie O? He talked to Jackie O, yeah. Were they, oh, after, after the. After the. Uh, the murder. Assassination. Yeah, assassination. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, to, okay, but to be fair, Obama's my number one, no matter what, always. So he doesn't even count like that. He's ascended upon and then. Even because you, yeah, yeah. And then his own. <laughs> but yeah, I love me some LBJ. Tiana, is your, who's yours? I mean, I don't know if I honestly really have a favorite president, but yeah. I would say that, like, I feel like I just remember a lot when I was younger about, like, Clinton being president. So I always had, like, fond feelings for him, obviously Obama. Um, but, yeah, I don't know anybody's, like, in facts like that, like Sam. So. You did. <laughs> <laughs> actually, technically, I didn't know all the facts she said, yeah. but I don't know yeah. any other one. There's a just happened to see that play. Thanks, you how, cultured, how cultured is that? That because yeah. of play. Wow, and actually now I feel better. Thank you. Yeah. That's so that's my question. I was like, arts. I was like, damn, who is my favorite president? See, I'm probably gonna say Obama. And then you went off on that like history lesson. I was like, am I supposed to know this <laughs> stuff about all the presidents to be able to pick a favorite one? Because <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I was like all anxious. <laughs> I wasn't trying to make you anxious. No, no, no. I mean I'm high. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I admitted it. I wasn't that anxious. This is a safe place, everyone. It's okay not to oh know. <laughs> oh, wait, I just looked at my notes. Wait, before we move any further, I have to, uh, I have to make an, a correction and addendum on oh last God. pod. I forgot. I forgot. I last pod. Last pod, I said that Apple had not done anything for COVID-19. I was very wrong, and I have to correct myself. Um, even though whatever, they have the most cash on hand of any, any company in the world, but it's fine. They're doing great things. Okay, so they're making two, they're uh, aiding in the making of two million masks, and they doubled its donation to China's efforts to fight COVID-19. Oh, wow. Nice. Okay, Tim. Yeah. So good job, Tim Cook. And they also made that app that um, Mike Coffin talked about. Oh, last right. oh, you already talked about it. Okay. Just the app they made, yeah. Um, okay, yeah, that was my addendum. Correction. You need to be accountable. Yeah, you got to be. You cannot spread shit that like, you thought was true. You just. Yeah. I learned my lesson. You just Maybe can't. It hadn't do it. happened yet. What happened? Maybe it hadn't happened yet. Yeah, that's true. I just knew when it recorded. Yeah. I just didn't see anything on the website at that time. But then okay, you know. Um, but I but I do want to say also uh um that uh the Washington State has um has curbed cases with their oh, social yeah. distancing. Yeah. Oh nice. Yeah, yeah. Jay Ensley was on a my green boy, Jay Ensley. <laughs> When I was doing your birthday post, I was trying to look for a, a Jay Ensley gif, but they didn't, or gif, gif. I didn't want to make it sound like I said gift, but um, they didn't have any for Jay. So, you know what? This is for Obama, was, Michelle, and he was overshadowed the whole time. And look what he's the most effective governor right now. Well, I'm happy that him. He was my OG Newsom, pick for Prez. Whoa. I'm happy that him and Newsom and uh, what's the governor of Oregon? I don't know somebody. It's a white they're, white guy. They're all like you know <laughs> gonna have their state coalition about how they're gonna reopen their states. I feel very lucky to be in California. With like, um, speaking of the whole thing about like Apple doing things and not doing things, what's the deal with uh, Tesla? Like, uh, isn't there some like? Did you read those headlines about their like there? There's disputes about whether they did do any help or not. Did you oh, read God. about that? Like they were gunning respirators. I read so, yeah, it was like Elon Musk. Some people are saying he's lying about how much help. I'm just so curious what the truth is. If Elon Musk is like genuinely helping or if he's Oh my god. That's frustrating. <clears throat> we're gonna we're gonna keep this joke running, but is he also a pedophile? Okay. Can't let it go. Can't let it go. Isn't his wife <laughs> a lot younger than him? Oh really? Uh, is it Grimes, the singer or Someone singer? Say, yeah. I don't know what she is. Artist. Man Rhymes? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, god! I wish. The Texan just leaves. I'm like, wait a sec, yo. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Man um, Rhymes with it. Oh, that's. <laughs> what, did, what happened to her? She um, married. Uh, she's married to the ex-husband of a housewife from Beverly Hills. Oh really? So, um, <laughs> Yeah, who he also cheated on her. He cheated on his first wife um, with one of the girls who was a server on Vanderpump. Oh my! It's a lot of unit. That's a lot of universe mixing. And it's, yeah, his ex is crazy, but yeah. So now, Brandy or Leon Williams, Leon. yeah, is Eddie Chubon or something like that. I think is his, is his name. He's actually pretty cute. Oh. 
Does she happen to host like a home improvement show as well? Like what's her stream of income these days? I think I may have uh, <laughs> exaggerated the Leanne Rhymes knowledge that I know. I'm more, it's more of the Bravo universe that I really <laughs> came into it. If, other than that, I'd be like, what the fuck? I don't know. Isn't it funny you accidentally called Leanne Rhymes Britney Spears because they're in the same container for you? Well, I almost called her Brandy Brandy, because that's uh, that's a chick from The Housewife. Oh, The Housewife. Oh, I think it's Britney. And then I was going to yeah. tell you this random fact that Shonda Rhimes wrote Crossroads. I just want everyone to know. She doesn't put in her bio. She really? Crossroads. She wrote the movie Crossroads? <laughs> Holy shit. That's all funny. Sarah, what a nugget. To I share. I've been so long, so I, like any factoid I have, I'm just telling everyone. Hmm. <laughs> I love it. Uh, <laughs> Sarah, would you mind getting a little closer to the mic, maybe? Yeah, is I it think, too, too I, think, I think it might be. Yeah, I'm just nervous <laughs> about. I just want to make sure you're heard, girl. Oh, do you think it um, really isn't coming through? No, you, you can still no, hear. No, I think you can. You can hear. I just want it. Uh, I don't want you to sound so contrast to Tiana yeah. myself and volume wise. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, it claims here on Newsweek that Elon Musk publishes a list of hospitals Tesla sent ventilators to. What ventilators is in quotes. What, well, I don't know what to be uh, After claims, no, none were delivered to California. Uh, it's juicy. Uh, I thought it was worth talking about on the political podcast. Yeah. It's a dispute. Um, um, well, should we, I mean, speaking of ugly white people news, should we talk about the protests? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, did you so, see? Okay, so some of these people had signs. I'm sorry, that to said, my, my body, my choice. I'm like, yo, you dumbasses are really gonna rip off the abortion protests like lingo. My <laughs> yeah, body, my girl. choice. If I want to go out there and infect a bunch of people with the virus that I have, my body, my choice. <laughs> yeah. Off, dude. Like some guy, let me read this quote. <clears throat> he said that these people that were protesting were like Rosa Parks, the modern day Rosa Parks. No oh way. Um, I call these people the modern day Rosa Parks. They are protesting against injustice and loss of liberty. Stephen Moore, a consecutive, a conservative uh, economist and a member of the White House Council to reopen the country said that according to the Post, Moore believes that there's a boiling point that has been reached and exceeded. And these protests are a result of that. First of all, they have a fucking Y'all, it's been low 30 boiling. Days. Yeah, they have a low ass boiling point. Yeah, what a fu- fucking snowflakes. Like, uh-huh. I saw one woman, I think it was in Michigan, who was like, we need to reopen. People want to work. We want to get our hair done. And then she like bent her head down to show like how she had a bunch of grace. I was like, bitch, if you don't get the fuck home. <laughs> wow. That's you know, it's like, if you're sick, stay home. I'm sorry. Have you not been paying attention? Have you right. not heard this whole asymptomatic thing? If you some you maybe have the virus and not realize it and be spreading it to people. And the other crazy part is that uh, there's no you know apparently there's evidence that you can get it again. So there's yeah. no real sense of immunity. That I think is one of the most terrifying facts. Is that it, you know there is no sense of like we can all just kind of get immune to it and then it's it's kind of we're past it. Like that's what makes right. it so daunting. It's, it's the thing, once again, all these fucking fools, I, I, I see these articles that are still comparing it to the flu. Like, well, it moves fucking quicker and we have no vaccines. 
And it's, we don't, we need time to understand this fucking virus. So more people just don't die. What? Yeah, we should, it should be forced to, for people to watch Contagion. Like they should be forced yeah. to watch Contagion and like get a sense of like, it's just evolving rapidly. It's aggressive and it hooks into your lungs. It's yeah. just, there's so it's much. Like, uh, it's quickly becoming the leading death in the United States. This past, uh, from April 6th to April 12th, um, 12,626 people died of heart disease and 12,392 people died of COVID-19, followed by cancer, 11,437. And then after that, it drops to about like 3,000, 2,000. But um, just the way that this is spreads, it's, you know, much more aggressive than I think we had realized. So from March 16th to March 22nd, there were, oh, hold on, my computers. I have the stats from today, from everything. Ooh, but just, this, read them? well, just, this kind of shows just how it's like increased, right? So, right. From March 26th to the 22nd, 337 deaths. From the 30th to the April 5th, 7,000 deaths. From April 6th to April 12th, 12,000 deaths. It's just like almost doubling the death rate. Uh, as of today, the total deaths worldwide are uh, 165,710. And then today, 5,137 people died from it. Today? In today. The US? However, in, uh, in the world, this is, oh. these are world stats. Okay. Um, and maybe not however, right? 20,000, what was that? Oh, go on and I'll say it. Um, and then uh, there are confirmed cases um, today, worldwide, 20,000. 20, um, oh, confirmed recoveries. Those were confirmed recoveries. So, you know, it's, it's up and down. However, five, the math is like crazy because today there were 165,000 deaths and then 5,000 today. But confirmed recoveries are like 616,000. So they're much higher. So, I mean, it, there is kind of a nice hope there that, like, yeah. the recoveries are much more prevalent. Um, I, I do think we need to stay optimistic. I mean, I, cautious and optimistic, you know? I mean, yeah. just for our own, yeah, peace of mind. And, I mean, Bill Maher, really, everything he said about panic porn was so true. Like, um, yeah, there's one headline. He, he showed a few headlines that were just so funny. One in a headline, it said, like New York Times or LA Times, one of the main ones, it said, so terrifying in quotes. And then, and he's like, you know, so I looked, you know, who said it? Was it Fossey? Was it Trump? Who was it? It was a party planner from North Hollywood. You know, just to say like, uh, yeah. Or there was another one, like it was like in the, in the headline, it said, bracing for apocalyptic nightmare. Uh, hospitals in New York actually uh, need less beds than they thought. But it's like, why do you have to put apocalyptic in see, like that? God damn it. Clickbait kind of bullshit. Yeah, yeah. everyone's kind of doing that. So that's a little annoying. Cause, and I think that's that so level of extreme is what fuels the knucklehead red states. Right. Because they see through that. Because that's too much. It's like they feel manipulated because mm. of all the like, extra and dramatic theatrical kind right. of word it's insulting and also yeah. too like the, the media obviously they don't, they don't take responsibility for jack shit so but if they really cared about lives 
they would understand like they because they already understand that they would know that trump's base like if you were, were spouting that like they would just go harder you know so you have to find a way to like woo them over with just facts somehow you don't need salacious headlines but they do and and you're right then it comes it comes to that where they feel manipulated and they just they already have their cult-like stance on this mm -hmm. and so these headlines are just reaffirming that for them. And it's exactly. like, a, it's a dangerous cycle. Also Trump is telling like governors to do like each governor, do what you want. And like is saying things like liberating the States. So he's giving them that messaging while the mediums, like the media is scaring them. So they're still bringing it over. Wow. Yeah. That, those liberate, those liberate um, tweets are fucking insane. Like, are yeah. you fucking kidding me? No, like, like are you have to come to this? Me? You know, our president is saying liberate. Like, it just drives me so insane. Like all these fucking idiots that you see out there with these like semiotic like rifles and just like thinking that they're in the army or some bullshit. What are you gonna shoot at, Corona? Like, what no, are you what are you shooting at? If that was a Black Lives Matter protest, and black people are out there like that, I mean, we know what happens. We know what happened to the Black Panther Party. Like. So like it's just the, the 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 entitlement and the fucking privilege to go out there and say these things and steal taglines from other people that fucking went out there and protested shit that you thought like you like hate, they, they you know, actually like, risked their lives for in the pursuing of other people's rights yeah, like my, just take those slogans is right. so my it, my, my liberties so are being infringed upon because I can't get my hair dyed. Like, shut the... If that's your only fucking worry about this, if you're out here protesting because you can't get your hair fucking done, shut up. Shut the fuck up. Like, I'm about to shave your goddamn head right now because <laughs> what? Like, I want to see people out there saying, I can't feed my children. The government needs to do more to help us. If you're expecting us to stay home and not work, then you need to have a plan to help us. Protest that. But don't yeah. fucking go out there and be like, I want to go to Lowell's because I want to plant petunias in my backyard. Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Like, it just, you know, and just, it's just such a slap in the face. Everybody that's out there who's lost somebody from this, the healthcare workers who can't see their family members. Like, I understand people feel like, you know, like they're being told they can't do something and maybe their liberties are being taken advantage of. But like, just, they're not. If you're privileged enough to have the time to go out there and say this shit, you're okay. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just that's like that's libertarianism gone so wrong. Yeah, it can go. Look, of course, that this is really one of those litmus tests for like basic human compassion. You know, right? Is it? Yeah, I mean, we affect each other. That's the bottom line, right? Our choices affect each other. Like yet, we are one organism at, at the core. I will say what's interesting about these protests is I did see a few people wearing masks. So it's like some of these people probably do believe it's true, but are scared and, and are such a Trump head anyway that they like want to prove, they want to prove this, but they're still scared of it in the back of their heads. They fully don't believe it. Like if you, if you don't, if you are willing to say that you would die to help the economy in your, whatever your middle income wage job, probably less, I'm just speculating here coal mining i think they're all coal miners right no no <laughs> bad joke i'm sorry bad joke just like trying to make sense of the world. <laughs> 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 
Um, but yes, they are all coal miners. <laughs> resident douche for today. So silver, they're silver miners, gold, like all of the miners. <laughs> um, but uh, but they're still wearing masks. So it's like deep down, they're still afraid, but they're just right. doing this idiocy anyway. It's so crazy. It was like when the governor of Wisconsin was telling everybody it's like okay to go safe to go vote, and he was like had a mask and like a whole coverall like thing. <laughs> Hazmat suit. Yeah, it's like. And then, like, I mean, people fucking went out and they voted. So, like, I'm proud of them. And I'm trust me, like, if it's just still the same way in November and we have to go out and vote, trust your girl's going to be suited and booted oh, yeah. at the polling center. <laughs> I'll be casting my motherfucking vote. You ain't stopping me, guys. But um, I'm going to, like, jump like, in one of those hand sanitizer yeah. misters that, like, Peru has. These countries are doing this so much better than us. It's embarrassing. Whoa. Oh, they have misters with the There's like a, I, I saw on Twitter one, one country um, after their military personnel like got out of their gear, they were spraying them with hand sanitizer spritz, you know? That's rad. I mean, close those eyes, guys, because you're yeah. going to burn. But it's, it's <laughs> like your mouth. <laughs> like your nose. Oh, they had like a little... Have you ever seen those things when people get their hair, like, uh, they have, like, hairspray? It's, like, a little shield they put over right Yes. <laughs> well, have you seen those people in the shields? I've definitely yes. seen them. I, I want... I saw a guy at a dispensary. One of the workers had like uh, one of those full shield, plastic shields. I'd get one. Yeah. I mean, it's kinda, in some ways it's better because at least yeah. you can still smile at people. Right. Yeah. I, I smile at somebody in a mask it's like, and nothing happened because I was wearing a mask. Right. Exactly. It is hard to not kind of like have a fear of your fellow man, right? Mm-hmm. You're just like, ugh. It's true. I'm really, as I said, I'm really happy. I don't have to fucking like kiss strangers anymore. Like, you know, and somebody's like, give me a hug. I'm a hugger. Come here, you. Like, no, you remember Corona? I don't, I'm not gonna hug you. Um, so for, so, so because Trump, all he like, well, basically he's going to pivot his election and he's going to blame the who and China and he's not going to blame himself. We all, we all know this. Um, he's not going to have a moment of like, accountability and he's not gonna have a hero's journey (laughs) (laughs) he's just stuck in the beginning where he's just like asshole first act oh my god it's so true he's stuck there he's gonna have fucking no challenges he's gonna have no redeemer character he's gonna have nothing (laughs) he's in the fun and games of like some other movie i don't know he's he's what if Trump is in a movie, guys, somehow? And that's the reality he is living in. That is um, the reality he's living in, in his head. <laughs> he is for sure in a movie in his head. Can um, you believe that slideshow he showed? I mean, it was a few weeks ago now, but that slideshow at the press conference, that was crazy town, right? Oh, that was bananas. Like, this isn't about you. This is a plague. We're living in a plague. I just don't understand the levels of insanity I have to just be okay with anymore. Like, it's just like, like, this is a joke, right? Like, this is a Truman show. Like, where's the camera? Like, That's exactly, yeah, it's like a prank show or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, Ashton, this has been going on for way too long, bro. I didn't even know your show got renewed, but I don't want to be punked anymore. This is like too because we all know this character of Trump, so it's like any movie where if you know the characters well enough, you're like, oh, they're gonna do this, right? Like they're oh, they're gonna open that door. Like they should open that door, but they're gonna open that door. So we know Trump is gonna do this shit, but we don't want to admit it. And then we we wake up, we read a headline, we're like, oh, he did it. He did. He did celebrate the states. Fuck. 
like oh, he is doing this fucking racial kind of shit okay great and really like i didn't think it was gonna happen but i just it's well, you're so disappointed when you see that that's you're why, fucking right it's that's why it's easy to get into denial i feel like i i don't consume that much news these days i, I used yeah. to be a my news, news consumption has gone down as well yeah. i have yeah I mean, in, in like, I, I was a news junkie in like junior high and, and high school because I was like in love with it, you know, like I interned on Capitol Hill. I was so into politics, but it's just been too hard to stay attuned to the news cycle because it's too depressing. Like I can't yeah. cope. I can't take that in and lead any kind of like productive life. Do you know what sucks is that like the media became like this after the OJ trial, right? Oh, and, uh, yeah, like the, yeah, like the like the the twenty four hour news cycle uh, like came about as a result of OJ, and it's like, isn't it crazy that like Carol one Bush. fucking guy murdered his wife, and now we have we have fucking like MSNBC saying the same shit on a twenty four hour news cycle. Right. Whoa, you should do a sliding doors movie. Like if that hadn't happened, and like like Kim Kardashian maybe wouldn't have risen to fame. Like OJ's responsible for so much terrible shit. Yeah, because right, Chris Jenner had an affair mm-hmm. with him. Or like it's all, it's all tied together. Or yeah, no, yeah. It's well, all they're all pedophiles. And Kim's dad all was his, Kim's dad was his lawyer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, he wouldn't have made that money. It's just such a butterfly effect, which actually going to Ashton Kutcher. It's a bad movie, but I love it. I love the butterfly effect. <laughs> that movie oh, fucking makes me so anxious. <laughs> like, Remember fuck. when his friend was like really goth in one of them? I was like, ah, no, go back to sleep or whatever the fuck he was doing. You yeah. remember? I need to watch that again. You're talking about a specific scene in the butterfly effect right now? Man, you're really uh, those deep references. (laughs) One of the main things I remember about the OJ, uh, like, whole thing when it started when they were chasing the Bronco, uh, was that shit, like, cut into, uh, you know, they had, like, the live news thing, and it cut into regular programming, which was Full House, and I was not happy about that. (laughs) I was like, do you, you know what Michelle is up to this week, OJ? <laughs> Have you heard uh, how Je- Jeff Franklin, is that his name? Je- how he sold uh, the show? He no. was on a flight from uh, New York to LA. I guess he had had enough success. Someone wanted to meet him and was like, sell me a show. And the idea in the pitch was just uh, three guys live in a house together in San Francisco, but they're not gay. <laughs> 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 allegedly <laughs> oh my god yeah that's the, the second best fact you've provided us with this. <laughs> i didn't even get to say who my favorite president is oh shit oh, who's shit, your favorite yeah. president sarah we're so sorry <laughs> this is why i came on the podcast <laughs> tell everyone andrew jackson oh i fucking knew that about you actually i knew that your favorite president was andrew jackson <laughs> Listen, I know, I'm sorry with the Native American thing, just barring that, look, that was like a zeitgeist thing, and I'm sorry, he didn't understand. But everything else, you gotta look him up. He was against the central bank, what is now the Federal Reserve. He killed the bank. They tried to kill him during a speech. They shot him, and he kept, I think he kept going with the speech. That may have been Teddy Roosevelt. But he definitely got shot, but didn't die. And then when he finally did die, on his grave, it says, I killed the bank. Oh. That's and that same okay. bank is what I think is the root of most of our problems. Yeah. So, and the Fed, y'all. Yo, it's sad that his gravestone's wrong. 
What? He did not. He did not kill well, the bank because it's still. He did for, for a few force. years and then it came back. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't well, expecting that. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. That's a lot of hubris He's right like, there. Yeah, like, I don't know how much effort I put in. At some like, point, he killed it. Yeah, it's yeah. true. I mean, they say know. that's really why we impa- uh, emancipated from the UK originally. You know, oh, like currency issues. I mean, yes, you know. yeah. No, no taxation without representation. Um. And the and the Fed, I would say too, like you know, that's a good that's a good point. Not I'm singing the praise of Andrew Jackson on this this pod. Who who would have thought? But uh, that's what like uh, the activist I was talking I've talked about in previous episodes, um, Addie Barkin. His whole campaign, he protests the Fed and how it should be more diverse and it, and it should be a better example of um, the American makeup. Mm. And he understands like that civil rights movements and progressive movements often don't attack the Fed enough. They, they, they are very singular, like women's rights or, you know, like environmental reasons, but the Fed is not often attacked. So he helped start like the Fed Up campaign. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, look into that. He's, he's, I have the uh, book. I'll let you borrow it whenever we can go outside and see each other again. I know. I can't wait. I am excited I I, to see everyone again. I can't yeah. wait to fucking hang out with you guys, honestly. Oh, man. I love what do y'all miss most? Restaurants. Yo, this is going to sound so basic. Hot yoga. Ooh. Because mm. you can't, that, that actually makes a lot of sense because you really can't recreate that at home. No. My heater doesn't even turn on. <laughs> oh, no. Get I'm, I'm saying that on the record so that uh, if, if it gets to a place where I can't pay rent. Uh, oh, yes. It's going to be evidence um, report against four, my landlord. On 419, 425 p.m., let the record show that, um, oh, my God, someone's calling me. Let the record show that Sarah, um, her heat does not work. <laughs> what about you, Tiana? What do you mean? Oh, restaurants, restaurants. It's like going and sitting and like. like. Yeah, like I cannot wait to go back to a restaurant and order literally everything. I want appetizers. French fries. That's one thing. French fries do not travel well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially places don't realize that they have to do the little like air hole poke thing so the fries don't get soggy. <laughs> like, you know, it's like a legit place when it comes to something that you're like, okay, you know food. When it's come in like a paper bag tightly rolled up, like, you don't understand Ooh. how steam works here? Or, like, what's, your favorite, uh, what's your favorite French fry? Mm, I like a steak Ooh. fry. Ooh, but like delivery wise, like what restaurant does it the best? I just, sorry, it's very political. <laughs> it's a good question. Uh, I'm going to have to think about that. I'm going to come back to, come back to you. So you let us know what you missed. Well, you'll tell the listeners that. next yeah. time. It just sounds yeah. like you're like a fry connoisseur. That's all. I just love She's food. Fryer. She loves food too. I just, like, I just, it's like one of my reoccurring nightmares is I'll be at a buffet and I'll just filling my plate of most delicious things ever. And then I'll put my plate down and I can't find it. And it just it's like, reverse, it's like, it's like a reverse hook, like that's yeah. uh, that scene that you described. Mm-hmm. It's fucking terrifying, and I hate and at it. the other end of your nightmare is like Sarah's parallel nightmare of Gordon <laughs> Ramsay yelling at her, and she's like trying to make food, and it's. Like, <laughs> I think the fact I don't know how you guys rank your episodes, but I think the fact that we've all now shared a nightmare <laughs> should make it a very noteworthy ep. Oh, you're so right. Well, maybe we'll be like the maybe we'll be like the New York Times and call this episode "Nightmare Fuel" or <laughs> "It's a Mess." Living in the nightmare of the apocalypse, four twenty edition. Wait, Sarah. What? Wait. So, what do you what do you miss the most? 
That's a great question. I would say, honestly, stand up. Just even go, you know, whether yeah. it's, I think I also just having, like I was telling Tiana, just the nights that, you know, skipping mics, you know better than anyone. Sam's always like yeah. holding me accountable to hit mics. And the, I would blow but it you off. You definitely hit more mic. mics than me. You think? But I think, so. well. Maybe at the end. But yeah, like yeah, yeah. before, when you got fancy with Silver Lake, I mean, it's probably hard to leave the house now that you, you know. It's hard to leave the house. <laughs> I mean, you want to But also it. I did, I did start the new acting classes too. So that ran into, because we, we were normally Wednesday, Thursday girls. And like, yeah. or, or. Those yeah. are the best days for the mics in LA, yeah. I Tuesday, think. Right? Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. When this stuff uh, chills out, yeah, we got to take Tiana to Mike's because she oh, is yeah. hilarious. I could see yeah. you crushing on stage. She's so funny. The first yeah. time I did, I had a lot of fun. It was, it was really good. I did, uh, I did a bit about how when I was in the fifth grade, um, our teacher had us do a live uh, slave auction reenactment. Yeah, that's, that is 100%. Hey, where did but, you grow up? This was in the Bay Area. It was 100% true story. Missing Charles. Miss Charles, and she wasn't like some young, like hippie teacher who wanted to show us like how serious this was. She was just like an old lady who I think wanted to see if she could run like a successful slave auction. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Really some fantasies. Yes. <laughs> Everybody got randomly assigned like a role, you know, like some people were like people going to buy, some people were slaves. I was randomly selected to be a slave. Oh, no. The only Jewish kid just- in my class. Right. Yeah, fucking reverse the roles at least. So we, so we were slaves, way. and then like uh, <laughs> we had to like, so like you know, like at a slave auction, like the people who are looking to buy slaves, like they walk down and they inspect like the slaves to see like, yeah, like are you a slave or not? Should I buy you? <laughs> so we stood in like a line holding these jump ropes, <laughs> and, like uh, these like little plastic things. So I guess they're supposed to like be our chase. <laughs> Oh my god! So we're holding our chains, and people are just coming like, "Oh, you look strong." <laughs> oh, maybe I'll buy you. What was uh, this like a whole day activity? This is like I can't even process then, this right now. So Do you know this now? So then after I this, think, I think I think she has told me this. Yeah. but you were you were there the day. You were there the day. I, I was it. there the day. And I don't so remember. Then, so then, like, uh, so then, yeah. So then after that, you know, like the the slaves are put in the front of the classroom and like all the people who are supposed to be buying us are like sitting in their desks and that was like the slave auction <laughs> and my my like character description was <laughs> jesse and it said that my skills <laughs> included cooking and cleaning so i was like score house slave <laughs> oh my gosh wait but at the time here's my question and then i had a girl who was my mom and we were getting bid on and i got bought Oh my god! A different slave than my mom. Yeah, I was hella dramatic about it. Like any opportunity to act, I was like, "Ah!" Wait, but were you into it as a kid, or were you like horrified, or like did you get home and felt like weird later? Like, what was the what was your insides? To be honest with you, I don't have much of like a recollection of like how I felt in the moment, other than like I I appreciate an opportunity to be theatrical <laughs> so like I'm sure I was kind of like into it when I was in the fifth grade because like I had an opportunity to act and like be whatever um but I I <laughs> there was a like Mother's Day activity that we did where we like made cards for our moms with like pictures separately. taken not, yeah, yeah not during not your fake slave mom no separately. separately so we were making like Mother's Day cards for our real moms 
and uh, they had pictures of us throughout like the year or like you know the year and one of the pictures was me um as a slave and like I think it was supposed to be like a candid shot but like I've you know I I know where the camera is so I (laughs) was like beaming right into the camera (laughs) <laughs> like I wrote underneath the, like I fucking pasted it on and drew like a border with like a crayon and then like wrote in crayon like help they think I'm a slave turn the page to save me oh my god did your mom freak out was she like what are they doing I don't have any memory of that either like I don't I don't know if I just like blocked all that out if it was like I'm because sh- like knowing my family I'm sure like I said something about it and like it was not like they weren't like oh that sounds interesting um but <laughs> crazy town dude I don't really remember that in part. the Bay Area like I thought you would be like yeah like maybe Atlanta or Tennessee <laughs> no, but dude. the Bay Area in the 90s that shit what? really happened <laughs> it was wild I mean maybe it was their radical liberal ass way of being like we need to face the truth to move forward miss charles wasn't like that yeah she sounds like she's an old like no she was mean like one time like there was like a there's like this girl in my class um we had these like little like toys or eraser things that we had drawn on and she was we were all going to the library and she was trying to like get them to bring them and I was being like no we shouldn't we're not getting in trouble we shouldn't bring them and like the teacher saw us like back talking and she told me to stop being a bad influence on Abby just assume that we were being held up because I was somehow like Abby was like this like blonde smart like white girl so Miss Charles was all racist I'm sure okay so how old was Charles <laughs> when she made you do were, were a slave wait what are you showing us yeah, I'm trying to show you maybe I can send it on the zoom here um the photo Oh, yeah, um, yeah send, that, send that photo, send that photo, <laughs> send that photo. Oh, this, yeah. I'll figure it out. I'll send it on the chat. Um, okay, so how old was Miss Charles when she made her uh, students of color be slaves? She was old. Miss Charles was old. Like, I was in fifth grade. Cool, so she, she dead like now? Uh, oh, she's for so, sure. Okay, great. But, you know, so but people like Miss Charles live to be, like, 200 and fucking vote for Trump. So, like, Miss Charles is probably out here kicking, making kids be slaves. She's probably up to her game now. She's probably having Zoom slave auctions. Oh, Miss Charles. <laughs> Miss Charles, yo, should Miss Charles be our crazy old kook of the week? It's the crazy old kook of the week. Why you gotta be so fucking crazy? Yeah. Yes, Miss Charles is our crazy old kook of the week. <laughs> She's probably dead. Um, before we wrap up, should we talk about Trump's? Uh, his like task force to reopen the economy okay well trump refuted that ivanka and jared would be members of the task force so oh. it's not set in stone yet uh, the fact that it was even okay. the but, audacity that it was ever put out there is like oh yeah just the the fact like the entitlement like people who don't earn shit are in positions of power like you need to earn it it's the republic Yes, exactly. We're in a we are, um, and Trump's the head of the Reopen America Task Force is Mark Meadows. Um, he's his new chief of staff because he's gone through four chiefs of staff, I believe, already. Uh, wasn't it like Kelly Priebus, uh, Mulvaney, and now I guess this guy, Mark Meadows, who's had such hits as "We'll send him back to Kenya" or whatever, wherever it is, oh talking talking about Obama. Oh. Uh, um, yeah, he helped start the birther movement. Oh. He um, also was one of the uh, a handful of Republican senators 
who uh, filed an amicus brief, um, basically stating in uh, that homosexuality is a choice. Oh God! <laughs> yeah. Like ass backwards. Ass backwards. Um, uh, he's he's a he's a hyper conservative House member of the Freedom Caucus. You know those. Uh, you know who's protesting with these capitals? Uh, Freedom Caucus members, okay? Those are the people who are protesting. Um, so yeah, he's on it. He's also a climate change denier, which I, uh, un- obviously, like, it's tough to make a direct correlation to climate change and COVID-19, like, f- for easy steps for people. But, like, you know, habitats, like, it's all connected. And it's an environment, COVID-19 is an environmental issue. Like, we disrespected wildlife and then we were infected it's you know and climate change and and uh these habitats being taken away and how they're vulnerable and how they could be farmed it's like a whole it's all interconnected and he doesn't believe in climate change so he it's like he he literally is one of the worst people to be on this like you have to have at least an accepting knowledge of science to to be part of this task force right um wilbur ross who literally said that this might be good for the economy he said that on c he said that on fox business what was his reasoning his uh secretary of commerce i i think i forget i think he was just blowing fucking smoke fuck steam or whatever um i think he he was like one of the he wasn't being an alarmist basically for trump and like this actually could help the economy like we'll see i forget what he said but i i uh, watched that like last part of the clip on um like cnn uh, fox business or one of those Um, also he's the commerce secretary so it's like why are you giving people in your cabinet another job like they should they should be a task force with experts right right Um, and like people with more time or like people that don't have other right other active like ben ben carson is on that so if you I haven't been keeping up with HUD statistics, but like if you were, if Trump were to believe, let's say that Ben Carson is doing a good job, like he trusts Ben Carson, right? Why wouldn't you keep him in HUD to oversee that and like let that let that improve? You know. Um, also, Mnuchin, the Treasury Secretary, um, former hedge fund manager, he made like the Lego Movie. He like produced Lego Movie or something. <laughs> um, and Elaine Chow who's the uh, transportation secretary, uh, secretary, Mitch McConnell's wife. Um, so a real dream team. Yeah. Ooh. Real, real dream. Yeah. Nobody with, nobody with any like, uh, you know, uh, special interest at heart. <laughs> real, uh, will bipartisan crowd. Wow. Can't wait oh to God. see which, where, which way they lean towards <laughs> sacrificing more Americans so they can make more money. <laughs> Like not one doctor's on there, That's not one so scientist. Absurd. Well, Ben Carson is technically a doctor, isn't he? It's true. Oh, man. What's I his know. novel called? Like Steady Hands or like Miracle Hands or something? Man, <laughs> um, wow, it is great. Did you see that chart that was like showing the graphs of the countries that have um, the cases? And then suddenly like the U.S. just over time shoots like way past everyone else. And then it, it says that we're four times, we have it four times or more than the next four combined, I think. You know what I mean? Like the next rank right. of each country that has it all combined, we still have more. Like, and they are like, it is a political issue. I mean, the, like, I, it's hard to tell now how much different things could have been if it were handled Properly. If it were nipped in the bud right. right then, like, but can you imagine that sliding doors? 
Right. Also, um, I, we mentioned this on the last pod briefly, but like South Korea and Japan, um, they, they have a high trust in their government. So like they, they don't have like Wahoos like going out and protesting to not do it, putting other people at risk. Like they, they're one nation countries and they, they take it very seriously to, you know, protect their citizens and their governments. So if we had maybe more trust, which is like an erosion of many things, an erosion of like yeah. Trump rejecting science and, right. um, you know, the, the, the media that's so imbalanced to each side. There's so many yeah. things that this country is being attacked, like from many, like Russia's disinformation campaign against us. We're like in a very vulnerable country right now. And just consumerism this. too. I think like our obsession yeah. with consumerism conveying a sense of individuality and like yes. that materialism, I think, really also has a bad effect on that like collective mentality that we're exactly. all together. That like lives are worth like granddaddy economy, like lives are worth you being able to like, you know, buy a, a purse when you get out of this or, you know, it's when the, when the fucking Lieutenant governor of Texas said that, um, you know, like we should people, your grandma and grandpa, like they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Like they're, they, they're willing to die, you know? No, they're right. not. I know. Not. It's fun. Oh, I will say some, maybe something positive, kind of, is that Biden, who's our, you know, he's the nominee now, um, he's already using language like we, we need to figure out like how operations and hospitals and restaurants will move forward now from COVID-19. Like he's already saying like, okay, obviously there's a misguidance with this current administration and what they need to do. So we're going to say we're setting up different teams. We're setting up a COVID-19 team that will help transition America into a new way of life instead of denying it and like not moving forward. Like we were saying up top, like to, we have to change from this. Right. Yeah. And that, that endorsement video was pretty, I, I liked it. It was pretty hopeful. Jo, Joe's going to be moving in a more progressive way to hopefully cater to, you know, the, the progressive movement, even though a lot of some, I don't know, it's Twitter. So it's like, what's the population of Twitter? But like a lot of people are still Bernie or Busters and they're going to write in Bernie like that magic's ever going to fucking work. Oh, that's so sad. It's so it? stupid. It's because it, <clears throat> stupid is the wrong word, but like it. There is a reality that I think that staunch Bernie fans and um, there is like a cult of personality with him a little bit. And oh, uh, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I swear. Well, I don't know. I doubt. Uh, even if she listens, like I, I love this person, but someone I worked with on that show that right before it got dissolved by COVID, mm-hmm. um, she was obsessed. She showed me a picture of Bernie shopping at Ross. Like it was like that level of like, Kim Jong Un, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he doesn't. It's like okay, there's one picture of him at Ross. Come on, like <laughs> I highly doubt he wears all Ross. I'm sorry, no, no digging <laughs> at Ross. I'm just saying, like, you have been like oh, you have a good will. <laughs> like what? You should be like if he really believes in what he says, he should be shopping at Goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be heresy. Like I swear, like people, like there is like a. Like, I remember he had, it was, we were there on Super Tuesday or another day that he didn't do well. And I was like scared to talk to my coworker because I knew she was going to, it was going to affect her mood to it. Like a very, I think that we need to not be irrational about our politics. Like, it's like. It's true. I think it's, but it's a, it's a shakiness in reality that sometimes like they face like Bernie, 
like says a lot of things and hasn't gotten a lot of things done and he's been a great liberal mouthpiece but like he's still you know i think he's i think he believes i think he's a great guy and he's shifting things and he's making things better for people but at the same time like you have to accept that like if like bernie lost in the primary after three years of campaigning with number one name recognition and he couldn't win so like you need to let that go like he yeah. didn't win and now like if you write his name in you're hurting it's yourself. Not, you're shooting you're, yourself in the foot. It's, it's a Trump vote, and Trump is so far from his policies that why won't you just vote for Biden, who will eventually, it's like LBJ, you know, like when you move the dial, like he's moving the dial way left, these things will be accomplished. And yeah. not maybe now, not maybe five years, but in 10 years, like they can at least be accomplished where Trump would just move things backwards. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's scary. Man. <sighs> T, what are you drink? What sparkling beverage are you drinking right now? <clears throat> My favorite, um, the Trader Joe's lemon and ginger, organic. It's delicious. I just got Topo Chico. Have you guys ever had Topo Chico? Oh yeah, it's good. Yeah. I'm more of an aquapana lady myself. Mm. <laughs> you know, Tom Brady doesn't do any carbonation. Oh. He says it dehydrates. It does. Doesn't oh, it? Really? Well, it, if, if you if you substitute all water with sparkling water, I mean, if you can, it's a nice beverage every to enjoy. Yeah, Tom, what, I agree. Just drinking Sprite all day. Get out of here. Um, <laughs> Sprite. <laughs> imagine if Tom Brady was like, I don't drink sparkling water, but I drink Sprite on occasion. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Oh. Um, been, any, oh, oh like, sorry. I was just gonna say, what were we gonna ask? No, no, go, go ahead, girl. I was gonna say the YouTube going down YouTube holes. Like I, I started using it on my Roku. It's uh pretty relaxing. I, I've learned a lot about the most random things. Japanese breathing exercise. If you look up the long breathing, is very interesting. Ooh. And then also, um, the Korean uh, ten-step skin regimen. Mm-hmm. I want to watch that. Oh, the like you do this to your, you flick your cheek and stuff, and you. Oh, that's definitely part of it. I think they definitely do massages during it, but it's ten mm-hmm. steps. I mean, it's they they're just really uh, they're into that stuff. It's fun. They're, I don't know. they're into the skin. Yeah. I well oh um I Ivy League schools are putting online courses out for free. There's like a oh, yeah. five hundred courses you could take. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a course. You gotta yeah pick, but I'll take one. Ooh. Yeah, I'll send well, like, you guys. I think yeah, please. I think it's on like freecode.com. Um, I tried to, <laughs> I fell for the fucking, I, I looked, I tried to look it up and I clicked on a business insider link, Tiana. And I'm like, oh, you, business insider allows you no free articles. You gotta, you gotta buy. Are you sure? Maybe, but maybe I have used them. Mm. Every time I go to a business insider, they're like, uh, uh, uh. See, that's how I feel about LA <clears throat> Times, but not business insider. That's interesting. I have LA Times, so I don't know. The, maybe I have Business Insider and I don't even know. Maybe you have Business Insider <laughs> and I have LA Times, so why don't we swap some info and we could have we both could enjoy the best the of truth. all worlds. We'll figure out the truth of these pedophiles. Yes. <laughs> Once and for all. Next episode, we have Sarah on. We're gonna like do, just like explore all of our findings and let me let you <laughs> figure it out. Well, there was one very interesting Business Insider study uh, a few years ago that uh, in any business meeting, if uh, even if the man and the w- woman, like say it's like multiple people, but say a man and a woman speak the same amount 
everyone will have perceived the woman to have dominated the meeting, even other women. Interesting. Bummer, right? Dude. Yeah. Women on women women confrontation needs to. That's a whole other episode. That's Um, why I think uh, government class. See, so I think uh, the next uh, political point on my platform, other than uh, pillow for every head, Mm -hmm. love that, is uh, forced bisexuality for women. (laughs) (laughs) Going to make all women be bisexual. (laughs) That'll solve a lot of the ills of our society. Yo, Sarah, you might make me become a libertarian. <laughs> and because I would not want some government get mandated bisexuality. <laughs> yeah, you might lose a lot, of, lose a lot of voters with that one. Uncle I'll Sam will be- watch you scissor. Oh my God. But you have to be under 18. <laughs> oh my God. That won't fit on a, that will not fit on a flyer or a no, post. On a bumper sticker kind of slogan, <laughs> y'all. I might have to take that back to the yeah. board. You're fired <laughs> as my campaign advisor, Sam. We're just throwing spaghetti at the wall, as they say, Sarah. Okay, we're just a little throw the nudes <laughs> at the plaster. Okay, um, the press. I have, a, I have a surprise for you guys. Ooh, I found the photo. Ooh. <gasps> oh my god, your handwriting. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I was full on oh. child. Oh my god. I'm trying to like, yeah, yeah. Oh, perfect. Oh my god. You're like cheesing. You're smiling at the camera. That is a slave auction, y'all. You look happy, Tiana. That's the camera. I mean, have a sixth sense. Nobody else is paying attention. Look at all those white little boys. What? Yo, I fucking hate Miss Charles. May she she be uncomfortable right now. See the chains? Oh. And they're like checking us out, like, hey, so like, so you say you're good at cooking and cleaning. What's your best dish? You know, like, I don't think oh. the questions were that sophisticated. I think we all, I think everybody felt kind of awkward. Oh, that's my mom. Oh, that's your mom. Okay, so your mom was in on it. She was there. Well, no, that's my, my oh, slave wait, mom. It's <laughs> like, wow, your mom was a child. Young. How old was she at you? It's another fifth grade girl. And I think she was the only Filipino girl in the class, and she also just happened to be a slave. So I'm just saying. I think all the people of color just happen to be slaves. You have that, 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 that young Charles pick. You have that young like. Asian boy as well. He could have. Oh yeah, he, no, he's a slave owner. He's on. He's on that side. Mm. He's a slave owner. This is crazy because these these two kids are uh, a part of a triplet set. One of them gross. One's a slave owner. What happened there? Um, mm-hmm. So. Triplets are gross. Can we all agree that triplets are gross? Oh, wait, no. Why? This is a triplet. Whoa. Mm, it's <laughs> like a very bold statement. No backup. That's, a, that's like border. That's not racist, but it's like in the same basket as racism. Like there's too many. There's too many of the same human. It doesn't like. So oh, what do you feel about like identical like triplets? I don't care if you, what you say about identical triplets. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Let me, let me redact. I'm sorry. Okay. I, sorry. It was identical. Identical triplets. All right. Because obviously the picture I'm looking at, they're both, they, they looked at, they're two white boys with the same haircut and they look identical. And there's a third one rolling around. Well, the <laughs> severe look on their faces is also disturbing. Like no kids that age should have such like sinister looking, like what, what kind of like shifty plans are they making? What are they? Are they in charge of the Fed right now? Like what's their job? Are they some creepy? <laughs> Kenny, Scott and Mark. I don't know what they're up to. They're really nice. Oh, okay. Right. Well, yeah. All different personalities. <laughs> hey, what about that cute kid? Do you see the cute kid in the corner? He's got like rosy cheeks. Oh my God. Oh, I yeah. had this guy right here. No, no, no. Yeah, the no. next one. Yeah, this that one. Oh. He's cute. He's cute. He's a, He's a crush cute. on me. 
Oh, he did? Point. That's the guy you friend zoned? What? When did I talk about friend zoning someone? No, no, I mean, so that, all the oh. kids, <laughs> you had a crush on the other guy. I had a crush on this guy. It was a triangle, I see, yeah. Oh, he looks tall. If you got, if you were tall in middle school, all the little girls were like, he's my crush. I mean, I don't think that's ever ended. I think you're just... Yeah, it's true. If you're tall, we all know about, we all know about it. Oh, that's actually the third uh, of my, my three-pronged uh, free blowjobs for short <laughs> This men. is why I need to be your campaign manager, because I'm free fucking blowing you your point. Who yeah. are giving the free blowjobs? Uh... I don't know yet. I guess the girls that haven't, uh, the bisexuality hasn't stuck on them yet. So <laughs> it's like, I guess I would to start a sex call. The next rule is going to be like. A blowjob dirty. He's like, hey man, I can't come to work today. I got to go suck dicks for the next eight hours. <laughs> Tiny ones. President Sarah says, yeah. I gotta, I'm a citizen, so my civic isn't duty. Funny? Isn't it funny how it feels like way more work to suck on a small one than a big one? Yeah. I just think you force a suck on any just sounds like I don't know I don't mind it if it's a very like a state mandated blowjob yeah yeah no 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 I'm talking about normal I was talking about leisure ones for a moment I was just saying yeah yeah before non-government mandated ones Tiana yeah before I before I become dictator That'd be so funny. Like, yo, you hear the governor of Texas had like a dick sulking cult for like four years. Yeah. No, like, this would be wild. part of the government. But it's not a cult. This is how the world would be. New world order. What if what, there's no like, uh, uh, you could, there's like recruiters and stuff. It's like the army. But if you chose to sign up, to, like suck the dicks, you know, it's like, that's what I signed up for. Yeah, yeah. No, it's Stop sharing the slave pick screen. I can't anymore. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't realize it was still sharing. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It can't be an enlistment. Like, no, you graduate high school. It's and then just highly encouraged. <laughs> One year. <laughs> Your gap year. Yeah. <laughs> is this the new <laughs> universal sign for gap year? Yeah, this is gap year. <laughs> the neighbor that's like right there. Malia Obama took a gap year. Yeah, she did. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's got dark. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Oh, man, we're, we're in such a happy place. Let me book you with that. I was going to talk about something depressing, but no. Wait, what? What? <laughs> All right. You got that, you got that panic <laughs> for? Tiana, yeah. Well, no, no, no. But T- Tiana texted me. Uh, you shared Mike Berbiglia's uh, tweet with me like last week. It, it was along the lines of imagine if 20,000 people, Americans, oh. have died of another tragedy and like the president has not had a, pref- a press conference to like mourn their deaths or give the nation a hope, like a hopeful or show, show any type of like show any compassion. Yeah. Like Trump hasn't, you know, announced, like, you know, addressed the nation in a somber, respective way yet. It's, yeah. cr- right. it's, it's so crazy. It's like so a tone. Crazy. You're saying it's a tone issue almost. Well, m- among the many. Yeah, but yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, because he could still do his whole, like, deflecting and not being accountable for stuff. And if you think he's doing right or wrong or whatever, he could still be compassionate and be like, this is, you know, this is, like, really a big loss for our country. And these people do not deserve to die. And we're going to do the best that we can. Like, just something simple like that. But everything is just so, like, he just doesn't want but it, it to would also him. hint at a seriousness that even if he's not saying it like the his crazy right-wing supporters like maybe they would stay at home instead of protest right like if he actually right. expressed genuine sorrow and like you know this is a national 
tragedy. Right. Maybe these people would take it more into perspective, but he's not doing anything to dissuade them from unknowingly spreading he's, the virus. He's exacerbating it with the yeah. deodorant and stuff. Yeah. Like he's egging it on. Yeah. I so, guess he has to, you're right. He, all he cares about is reelection. Yeah. So in his mind, it, this is his, the best way for him to deflect responsibility completely, right? Absolutely, yes. And then, and then keep mobilizing them in this idiotic way. It's crazy. It's truly crazy town. It's, it's like legit dangerous. You know, it's, it's, the worst, it's the worst thing. When people, when, you know, my, my family and some and people say you are overreacting when Trump is in office. And I was like, yo, it's not even his stance on the issues. He's just such a buffoon. He just cares about himself. Don't you understand? And now his actions are leading to like probable deaths, you know, like if you really think, if you think about it, you don't even have to really think about it, but I don't want to be like on record saying that, but at are the same they, time, are they coming around? Like your your relatives that were like kind of like I think that they would vote for Biden over okay. Bernie. I could tell you that. I don't know, like depending on Trump's moves, but if it was Bernie, there would be no chance. And that's why I wanted. I mean, I've wanted Jay Ensley from the star and then like Warren, but <laughs> you're like a political I, hipster. Yeah. <laughs> I was a known before everyone. Yeah, else. I was into Jay Ensley before everybody else, but I was. <laughs> <laughs> she fucking was. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully like as you know we talked about like coming out of this there could be a nice positivity and kindness that we're feeling towards other people because despite all the things we're saying now that are very horrible for the country there are like videos every day of people still volunteering at food banks and la county also did put um tried to are making temporary homeless shelters out of hotels downtown Whoa. so really thing, yeah 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 i, I saw, saw it on spectrum news channel I saw, I saw a thing. I, I think it was in Iowa, like a city in Iowa. There was an anonymous donor who reached out um, to like the, the mayor or somebody out there who wanted to um, purchase gift cards from local restaurants and then like just donate them to people in the city. Queen of the week. Queen of the week. It's the queen of the week. They said that it would be 500 gift cards and the mayor was like, oh, wow, that's amazing. That's almost enough for every city, like every household in our town, which was 549. And the person was like, bet. All right, 549 it is. So they got three, 549 gift cards from three different restaurants. Uh, and it came out to about $82,000. And then they were all just delivered to every household in that, in that city or town. Oh, Probably yeah. in town for only 549. But, um, but that, that's such a great way to like, give back to your local economy and like stimulate everybody that I think is such a, was such a, you know, and they wanted to re remain anonymous, and oh. I know I think I wish I would I would like to see more people doing things like that versus I don't know, just gotta look out for each other, and like if you can, like you should, and that's kind of just my motto. And who knows how much uh, the media doesn't report on those because it's not as like eyeballs, right? Right. right. That's beautiful. Uh, Thank you. John for Krasinski that. does that YouTube channel now basically. oh good news yeah it really is good news it makes me feel really nice inside <laughs> i gotta say it makes me feel all warm and fuzzy and looking at him does too no he's got yeah, a nice he's, he's he's a cute yeah that's There's all about him yeah he's and emily too yeah i would be by i would be government mandated bisexual for her <laughs> I mean, don't you worry <laughs> you meet them at a restaurant at the bar he invites oh, you a back three-way with john krasinski <laughs> he's not and there. Emily no he's not there 
Yeah, but he, that sounds he, nice. I mean, he doesn't be there the whole time. He's on short man duty. Oh. He's short? No, 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 no. He's sucking the little dicks? Yeah. yeah. Why? Who said, that was a, who said that was a male-female thing, huh? I mean, I'm oh, just... I mean, Tiana. Well, you originally said it was for the women who bisexuality wouldn't stick. So you <laughs> he, did, Madam President. He's like a, he teaches like an orientation. He's like one of the like facilitators of the whole training. Okay, Sarah, you're president. If they okay. said John could train you to suck dicks, I'd be like, that's something I might sign up for. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh my God. We've thought of everything. It's, uh, it Damn. seems really haphazard, but it's not. It's- okay, Sarah, you're president. Okay. Pick your VP right now. Could be anybody. Could be any, anything. Could be a fictional character. Could be a- Aaron pro- Sorkin. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. That was a joke. That was a joke. Hold uh-huh. on. All right. And then think about what cabinet positions you would put Tiana and myself in. Ooh. Um, one would definitely be education. Oh, I feel like you guys, uh, you know, let's see. Education and Secretary of State, I think. And the truth is you guys could decide between yourselves, which is which. Maybe sometimes we just switch. Yeah, yeah. maybe we just do a little Freaky Friday. We just take sometimes. our names, yeah, Flint's and just like, boop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In this meeting, of Secretary <laughs> of State. Love yeah. That. Hell yeah. Ooh. We'd be like the excited people at every meeting. Like, what you got, T? What do you got? To-? Yeah. Okay. Bring all the bomb snacks to the meeting. Mm-hmm. Ooh. We, do a little, we have a little handshake whenever Ooh. shit goes good. <laughs> Ooh. Thank you so much, Sarah, for joining us. Yeah, this is one of my favorite fun. episodes, I think. That was a lot of Thanks fun. Thanks for having me, y'all. Yeah. That was really fun. We laughed a lot. Yeah. I hope everybody enjoys their 420. And yeah, don't forget, and as always, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a comment, tell a friend, tell a friend, and stay I, home. I feel like we're, you know, we're constantly campaigning. Another reason I should be on your team, Sarah, we're constantly, you know, I'm once again asking you to like, subscribe, and leave a comment, please, please. All right, y'all. I got an email. I got an email from Joe Biden today because I donated to his campaign, and the first sentence was like, "Samantha, I hate asking for money." It's oh like, God, come on, bro. I'm gonna just can we. that's all you do you're a politician all you do is ask it's like do you really hate it by now or you're just like it's part of your your you know everyday you know uh well good job on uh staying politically active and giving money thank you oh i also uh donated on meals on wheels in case like you saw there's that's a good charity to donate to during these times as well thank you thanks for the rest seriously um bye bye bye